Welcome to the Tej Talks Podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ted Talks podcast. I have a returning guest here, a guest who came on my show, I think, two years ago when we first met. More than two years ago. I came in October 2018. Wow. Okay. So it was early days. And I remember you were a big hitter, lots of um, listens to the podcast, lots of people contacting you. um, And we filmed it in your home office where you are sitting right now. I am now, now, which has changed. Yeah, it's revolutionized my home office. (laughs) It has definitely changed. I remember I gifted you a Tej Talks t-shirt, which was the best day of your life. I remember you saying... I saw it upstairs today. I've still got it. (laughs) I should have worn it. (laughs) It should be be framed, really. It's it's one of the (laughs) frame. You don't really wear them. Uh, But today we're not talking about your story, although I have told you to come back and talk about it. But, you know, we'll get to that. Uh, We are going to talk about the budget. Uh, because you, if people follow you on Instagram, which I'm sure a lot of people do, they would have seen your story slash ranting slash highlights um, about the budget and breaking it down, kind of like a Martin Lewis of budgets. Yes. You're breaking it down for us. I'm a massive fan of Martin Lewis, so thank you for putting me on par with him. <laughs> He's good at saving money, and I know I know you are as well. So, you know, we're not going to go through the whole budget. And, no, like, no, just highlights and just the top things that I think will be applicable for people like me and you and most of your listeners, hopefully most of your listeners um, and what we can do. So we're not going to talk about the other things, the highlights that you've probably read and seen other people, um, just the things that we can do. Yeah, there's already some good videos actually by by property investors actually on the budget. So go have a look at them on YouTube. Uh, But we're going to talk about the a few topics that will, like you said, be important for property business owners, maybe even small property business owners. And some stuff that we spoke about when we met up the other day, which I was like, whoa, this could this could really be quite useful. So I suppose, you know, where, where do you want to start? What, what do you want to talk about first? I think it would be important to talk about the help to grow scheme. And this is something that was mentioned and is going to be, it's going to go live on gov.uk. And there's basically help to grow management and help to grow digital. So they're two different things. And what was announced in the budget was that there's going to be 90% off management, managerial programs. And so, again, there's there's still like not that much things out there. So just it's just to know as small business owners, if you wanted to get like a management course, whether it's going to be affiliated with the university, I'm not sure. And um, there will be a help to grow management and it's going to be an executive development program that could help you improve business performance and growth potential. Anybody is looking for growth and just improving their business and having those managerial skills. That's the thing that I think we should all be looking at. And I'm definitely going to be looking at it. Are you? I want to look at the digital one, but okay. I was kind of, un- it was like you can get a professional version of Asana. They g- give you- no, that was my interpretation of it. So, yeah. okay, that was my interpretation. But what the actual, the headline is, is free online advice and money off software that could help you save time and cut costs. Now, I don't know what it's going to be yet, but my interpretation was it could be like money off Asana and Monday.coms and CRM software, maybe like discounts to QuickBooks and zeros and stuff like that. So I think still positive stuff you know that as small business owners we should start utilizing in our business and this is a loan or a grant it's a 
it's going to be, um, so it said 90% off the help to grow management and 50% off help to grow digital. Um, but again, as things become finalized, we'll probably see better things. So is money off basically access to software management programs at a discount? Okay. I mean, that's pretty useful. I think us property developers, investors use a fair few tools that actually, I think we often use the free version, but probably because we can't, we're too cheap to pay yeah. and we get money off then like maybe we will upgrade. Okay. And what else? What else can we benefit from? Yeah, so this was this was a good one. This was something that piqued my interest was apprenticeships. So small businesses or companies can get up to £3,000 in funding for taking on an apprentice. Um, so originally before it was like £1,000 and then it was 2000 and it had age restrictions. So they've got rid of the age restrictions. Um, but I just wanted to highlight that there are apprenticeships. And so definitely like to all your listeners, go do the research and look at what would be applicable to your business. And because there will be certain rules and certain criteria. And, you know, I'm not here to go into depth about them because there'll be certain things that won't be applicable to anyone. It's just to highlight, look, there's apprenticeships. You can get £3,000 in funding for taking on an apprentice. Um, and that could you that could be in your business. So you create, you buy software, you buy computer tech or anything or setup costs, and then you hire somebody. Um, again, the rules around it, I believe they have to be 30 hours contractually. You have to give them like 30 hours of, of stuff to do. And like there has to be 20% that they're doing off training because it is a traineeship. Um, in terms of like, I actually spoke like today, just a little bit before you to somebody else that had looked at this program and he was trying to get a property manager and the apprenticeship was helping them to develop in their business. And they were getting an ALA qualification, which is oh, like right. a letting agent, um, residential letting agent qualification. Um, but A-R-L-A, um, I can't remember what the first A stands for now. Um, but yeah, so you have to partner with a trading provider. There's a list of vocations. And the top one is Arbitur. You know what an Arbitur is? Abattoir. Abattoir. Am I pronouncing it wrong? Sorry. Where people, where people, oh, um, pigs, slaughterhouses. Yes, basically. So that's the top one. But hey, there are vocations that we could list up to. So you apparently you need to partner with a trading provider, pay them up to 30 hours. They need to have a contract on the job training and off the job training. And it's to develop them in the business so they get a qualification. But definitely, you know, like look into that because that's for apprenticeships. And there's also traineeships. And that's you don't have to pay them. And so, and you get some, you get a thousand pounds worth of funding and 360 pounds for admin costs, I believe. Again, please check it out. And it's up to a year. So traineeship, and you can help them, you can pay them like food, a food stipend or towards travel costs. So that might be something a little bit maybe better for starting off businesses. If people are thinking about VAs, if you've ever thought in your business, I wish there was double me, or I wish I had more time. These are the things you should be looking at apprenticeships, traineeships, or the kickstart scheme. And um, the kickstart scheme was originally came into play in 2020 and it was for businesses to, that could take up to 30 people. And now they've changed the criteria and you don't have to take up to 30 people because it is for, for small business owners um, that if you just want an employee or someone to go into your into your business, really, and help out. Interesting. You get, so you get 1,500 of a government grant um, and it's basically like a young talent for six month placements. So going back to the apprenticeship point, we pay them. So they're they're kind of a salaried employee apprenticeship. That's thing. my understanding. Yeah, correct. And that 3000 or so we get for the kind of setup cost, computer, whatever, that is a grant or a loan? Uh, it's a grant. 
Okay. Yeah. Let's delve into this point. Actually, I'm glad you asked this. Grant is free money, right? It's not money that you have to pay back. So whenever you hear grant, it's like money to all your business. You don't have to pay back. And then a loan, of course, is a loan. Like you take a loan and then you have to pay it back, sometimes with interest, sometimes not. And we will go back, go into loans in a little bit. But yeah, grants, definitely. It should be like, ka-ching, free money. What can I do? What boxes can I tick in my business? Mm, I think the apprenticeship piece is quite interesting because... A lot of us will use a VA and I think it's still easy to use a VA, but property management, project management, you know, some of the physical stuff, you know, you could have someone really switched on who maybe even has been a tradesperson and it could, you know, there's there's a lot that could be done there, you know, but I think we have to also want to train someone. And, you know, it's not just like, I think some people think it's, I'll just hire a lackey and they'll just jump on it. But actually it's more than that. So it's kind of a, a two way street in a way. Um, that people have to be aware of. Before we move on to the loans you mentioned, any other grants or, or free money to improve ourselves? Yeah, so um, I also wanted to just highlight as well, actually, what you just said is a really, really good point. I just spoke to a property investor that's got 50 HMO rooms and he was specifically looking for a property manager. He'd had six VAs that had all disappeared on him and he wanted a property manager, boots on the ground, someone to help him with his property business. He had hired a woman as a as an apprenticeship on this apprenticeship um, and she was working for 20 hours a week in screw fix. So she came, right, that should be like ka-ching, mm. because she, came, she comes with the relationships of with trades. And then she can also tell her, tell the business owner and tell her employer, oh, by the way, there's a kitchen that's, you know, running out of stock is going for cheap. And she'll have that insight. So that, like, finding those people are, will be the, the key people um, to kind of help in your business. There was something else that was mentioned that I, sh- I think is a key point. Traineeships. There's something about if people were on universal credit, they then, that employing them would be more ideal because to get onto universal credit is actually a little bit tougher. And it's not just, you know, you have to actually apply for it. So somebody that's on universal credit, trying to employ them onto a pre- apprenticeship or a traineeship, they've just fallen onto hard times or their job got off, like, taken away that's probably a candidate to look for to like kind of get into your business interesting cool so should we move on to loans yes okay so the recovery loan scheme that's the top headlines are it's twenty five thousand to 10 million pounds so quite a wide range of funding available to small businesses um it's launching on the 6th of april 2021 and it's to help businesses affected by covid the key point which I've read as like is the key point is there's no turnover restriction for businesses accessing this scheme. Okay. Now I thought this was key because it's, I thought it sounded like a replacement to the bounce back loans and the C bills. And I'll go into that briefly. So the bounce back loans, they are actually still open for applications until the 31st of March, 2021. And you had to, it was taken on turnover. You could only get up to, you know, 25% 25% of your turnover up to 300,000. So the maximum was 50,000. Now, okay, we talked about this privately. So maybe you do or don't feel comfortable sharing this. Did you take a bounce back loan? Yes, I did. And actually, once I have this next remortgage three coming in, I should be able to pay it back, actually. so Okay, nice. So I took a bounce back loan. And I took it in my secondary business, not in my company that owns property, because when the headlines were coming, I just thought, I'm refinancing with the same lenders that I already have mortgages with. 
there's no way I'm going to shoot myself in the foot and get a bounce back blown. Even though like there were all these videos coming out of, you know, like take them and it's like, yeah, take it, but be clever about it. So I took it in my secondary business that doesn't buy properties. And then when I have bought properties in 2020, I've had to sign all those letters like, no, I did not take, you know, a bounce back loan. And I didn't. In fact, you can't, it's not there. So um, I took a bounce back loan for up to 50,000 and the government guarantees the 100% of the loan and there's no fees or interest to pay for the first 12 months. And actually, there's another good point. After 12 months, the interest rate will be 2.5% a year. That is less than my limited company mortgages. So actually, I think I'm better off. And I pay my private investors way higher than that, right? So I'm better off keeping the £50,000 bounce back loan and paying that. The, the only downside is it's a capital repayment. Yeah. Right. So well, obviously they've increased the they've now given you an extra 12 months, I think, to before you have to pay it back. I'm sure he announced something like that as well. And all the lenders are now getting used to. So he's given even more time now. Um, OK, pay it back. as far as I remember, and I spoke to uh, Starling, I think who I had it with. And they said, yeah, look, we'll release details when we have more. So <laughs> even better. OK, stay tuned. So that's great news. So stay tuned. If you've got bounce back loans, stay, you know, like look at it. Um, it closes, applications close on the 31st of March. So you've only got until the end of the, the month. Obviously, we're recording this on the 9th of March. Um, and also, if you've borrowed less, you can top it up by the 31st of March. So if you didn't take the full 50,000 that was available, try and see if you can top it up. Um, you know, and like you said, like definitely like stay tuned on the headlines and see if there's an extra 12 months. Um, okay, so the C bills which was the coronavirus business interruption loan scheme. Now that was, again, came into play exactly around the same time as bounce back loans. Um, again, the deadline to apply is end of this month, 31st of March, 2021. Now that was up to 5 million and it was for small business enterprises. So it was up to 5 million in the form of term loans, overdrafts, invoice finance and asset finance. Um, the borrower remained fully liable for the debt. And if your borrowing was below 250,000, personal guarantees weren't being taken. And if borrowing was above, it was up to the lender's discretion whether they were going to take it. Now, the reason why I'm actually bringing bounce back loans and the C-bills, the coronavirus business interruption loan scheme, is they're ending on the 31st of March. And this recovery loan scheme looks like it's going to cover all of that, if not more, because mm-hmm. it's, gone, it's going from 25K to 10 million. So instead of these two separate ones, we're going to get this recovery loan scheme. Um, There's no turnover restriction for businesses accessing the scheme. And again, I haven't seen anything about interest rates. You know, it's 80% backed by the government because that's what was said in the budget. But I haven't seen anything about interest rates, but but keep looking at it if these are things that you could utilize in your business. Because hey, if you can get a loan at 0% for 12 months, 24 months, why not, right? I mean, yeah, and, and looking at the interest rates in the economy, I mean, it's probably going to be a low interest rate loan. If it has interest, it's going to be low. I mean, it, it, I don't know how they could charge, especially as it's a recovery loan, and they're guaranteeing 80%, and they basically print the money out their ass anyway. I don't know how they can really charge something that none of us would be unhappy with. What we will look out for is on Facebook groups, can I use a recovery loan as a deposit? Can yeah. I use a recovery loan? Like we had with the bounce packs, it's going to be, and then like Shawbrook will be like, yeah, of course you can go for it. Love it. So is that what happened? Cause I stayed away from that. I consumed yeah, yeah, the knowledge yeah. and I like took, okay, that's what happened. Some, 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 some were okay with it. And obviously Bridges just 
<laughs> don't care anyway. So that was that. Um, okay. Is that it on loans and grants? Was there anything else? There is one other bit. Um, there are a few other bits. I do want to say as well, just be careful with loans. Like, you know, it is a form of debt and it is borrowing and you should be, it should help you with your business. Now, as we know, having lines of credit is amazing in any form of business, right? If you look at any business or even if you listen or read Richard Branson's like, um, autobiography on Virgin Atlantic you'll you'll see that lines of credit were so so important to his business when he set up Virgin Atlantic now but you just have to be wise with them right it's not to like take these bounce back loans and go to Dubai right it is for your business (laughs) just got back from Dubai (laughs) two months ago but no look I have my own set of money for that and I'm I'm a prolific saver right so definitely not not for me um yeah I won't be like a minute away there are, okay, so grants and loans, um, there's the restart grant, probably not applicable to us as property investors, but look, we will know people. And I think if you are listening to your podcast, this podcast is because you are savvy and you are interested in wanting to know about this stuff. You're you're in it for the education. Now, there's going to be loads of people that aren't like this, right? So the restart grant is, is a grant. So again, free money, ka-ching, £6,000 for shops and up to 18000 to hospitality and leisure. It's going to be administered by local council. So I think you have to apply to your local council and it's going to help up to 700,000 business owners. So shops, pubs, clubs, hotel restaurants, gyms, hair salons, so next time you're sitting in your gym or your hair salon or your nail salon, you need to be talking about this and be like, by the way, you can get government funding to help you with your business if you've been affected by coronavirus. And I think like we should be telling, you know, our friends and family and sitting in these gym gyms and salons and saying this if people aren't as savvy like us and, you know, watching the boring budget and doing like a little breakdown like I did in my Insta story. <laughs> I agree. When I see my barber, whenever that day is, it cannot come soon enough. Yeah, because you um, need to go. <laughs> your feedback. Uh, I will be letting him know because he will be all over that shit. Uh, okay. What about corporation tax and capital gains tax? Okay. Before we get into that, I really want to also mention self-employment grant. Okay. So I personally have received over £10,000 in the self-employment grant. And because I showed some money into my tax return, into my self-assessment. I think the government here has been sending a really clever message because it was like sending a message that they're going to help people that pay their tax. Right now, we will all know trades, um, people that don't pay their taxes, right, that will take cash jobs and, and money in the hand and that weren't applicable. And so I think this was a, a really interesting message. And again, we should be talking to people that we know are self-employed or even aren't. I, w- I was talking about this to friends. My dad applied for the self-employment grant because he's self-employed because I said it to him and he got maybe a little bit less than me. I think he got about 8,000. But again, if we're not talking and telling people, raising awareness, so there's not other, not all of us as like, you know, watching this stuff and in tune to it. So definitely tell your family and friends and see if they can apply for the self-employment grant. I tried to apply for it. I put money through and they gave me some bullshit reason. I couldn't, there was just some, I don't know what it was, but I'm trying again, but it, it really didn't. I said, I'm the one who fell through the net in it, but I, I still pay my taxes and shit. But okay. anyways, that's my beef with them. Yeah. So corp tax and capital gains tax. Okay. So I know corporation tax raised a few eyebrows for you, didn't it? <laughs> Ted. Until you slapped the eyebrow back down. <laughs> I feel like you should talk about your you should talk about your beef with it, and then I put you in your place. <laughs> so, look, so as far as I understand, up to fifty k, you pay the same whatever nineteen percent. But then, then but then they didn't say what you pay in the interim. They just said two fifty plus, you pay twenty five percent. They just uh, have you seen anything about what you pay in the middle? 
No, I haven't. So you're right. I, there's been no, nothing that's come out. Or if there has, I haven't seen it. Someone um, said it was a sliding scale, but it could yeah. be fake news. So I, so, I don't know. Again, corporation tax is for profits, right? So we yeah. pay corporation tax on profits. Um, and I, I want to key that in because it's not revenue. So 19% on 50,000 is what corporation tax is at the moment. And then it's going to go up to 25,000 in a staggered thing yet to be defined, or maybe they are and we haven't read it yet. 25,000 corporation tax for profits over 250,000. And that's starting in 2023. So I feel like it's riding out the coronavirus storm. Now, there are going, I think what the government is trying to say with all these grow, grants, loans and schemes that are coming out, like help to grow is, right, be a business owner, be an entrepreneur, we're even going to help you by giving you 90% of these management programs, 50% of these digital programs. And we want you to do amazing, because they do because they're pushing us with all these loans and grants, here's all these loans, here's some grants. Um, but no, it's not. But and if you do really well, we want you to do well. We're gonna we're gonna tax the profits, which I think is fair, right? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> you had a bit of a... I mean, I, I see your point. I think you know it, it makes sense, right? They're giving and they're gonna take back. I just think if the government were just better, I'm not saying Rishi isn't. I'm saying you know the the idiot with the hair and and various others. <laughs> if the government were less corrupt, Matt Hancock, he, for example. He he who should not be named, hey, so you don't want to say Boris Johnson's name. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. Um, okay. You know, and like the corruption, Matt Hancock, for example, proven corruption. Um, you just, I think that's what pisses me off is like, well, I'm happy to do it, but I don't want to give it to you dickheads. You know, I mean, I know they're doing stuff with it, but they're also pocketing it. So that's my beef with with it, essentially. Uh, you know, paying taxes. Yeah, absolutely. NHS, that they're going to privatise these dickheads. You know, roads infrastructure library so doris can you know get her books i'm more than happy with that but i just think it's what i feel that they're going to do with it or they've proven they're going to do with it which annoys me so look it's fair enough you know we're getting 50k to zero percent we're getting all this stuff they're going to be some sort of you know repayment right in kind and yeah it is what it is isn't it okay so i just i was looking at my phone because i was trying to pick up this screenshot that i took so and Rishi Sunak did this. It was really interesting. If you watch the budget, he talked about corporation tax and then he gave comparisons like, but France is like this and Spain and in Pakistan and Belgium. So I'm just going to list off a few. Mm -hmm. So the corporation tax in France is 32%. In Australia, 30%. Germany, 29%. Pakistan, 29%. Canada, 26.47%. USA, it's higher. Belgium, China, Netherlands. Spain is 25%. So okay. just aligning. So just just for a comparison for anyone, I thought it was really interesting. I felt like that was like NLP tactics that he was using. Oh yeah, of course he was hundred percent anchoring it and saying, "Well, we yeah, that man. anchoring like without looking at their economies or anything." But you know, no one likes being taxed, right? But like death, it's inevitable. Exactly. There's that quote. Um, so talking about taxes, although the government didn't, and I don't want to go into this properly, but just want to touch on a line. They didn't raise the taxes, but they were really clever because they basically kept the the thresholds the same up until 2026. Oh, now. no, didn't they add like 30 quid? Come 70, on, don't forget that. 70 quid onto oh, the yes. oh, allowance. 70. And wow. then 270, I think it was. I mean, I've got the numbers on my <laughs> budget story. I can't remember off the top of my head now. That's smart, though, because the amount of like tax they're going to get and then save if they hadn't gone up. It's smart and sly. So I, I mean, it was taxing. Like, I've heard a phrase is taxing by stealth. 
I think it is because people don't realize, like, you know, count it off thousands, hundreds, millions of people. It adds up to a lot for them. So I suppose it is stealth, but maybe for us, it's stealthy in a good way because we don't notice it as much as them saying we're going to slap on an extra, you know, whatever income tax ban. So I kind of get it. And I think it's smart of them. So I've got to say respect, you know, smart, I think. Okay, so capital gains. Question for you. Do you know how much capital gains tax is um, if if you sell properties that are in your company? You pay corporation tax, not capital gains in your company. Yeah, exactly. So it's 19%. Yeah, correct. I only found this out today. I was talking to my accountant today. And I was like, oh, quickly just tell me the capital gains tax brackets. It's 18 and 25. And what if I sold my properties in my limited company? She's like, it's 19. It's corporation tax. Yeah, it's right? That's why people do it, to potentially be better off. If you make 200 grand profit... Corp versus capital gains tax. I think there's a winner. So I just want to say, if you're selling an asset or thinking of selling, maybe do it for before 2023. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Again, please reach out to your accountants. You know, I'm not an accountant. You know, we should have caveated that at this beginning. This is not financial advice. Yes. Please, please think it is. This is, a- this is not financial advice. Tej, can you start with that? Can you like yeah. <laughs> at the beginning? Okay. But no, this isn't financial advice. This is just like my interpretation of it. There could be stuff, this, these are just highlights, there could be stuff that I've said incorrectly, I can't remember everything off the top of my head, please do your research, it's just to get your brain flow and your juices running of things that, you know, we should all be looking at. If you find this helpful and, you know, you tag us into posts and share it, if you get some advice from your accountants or your brokers or your solicitors, because we're all here to learn and learn off each other and just to do the most constructive thing. Look, you know, we don't know everything, but we we know a lot, right? And we're we're always looking to be pointed into the right direction. So yeah, capital gains tax. Now, this wasn't mentioned in the budget. So all hush hush about it, but there were loads of headlines prior to the budget about it. And I think it was a government think tank that published a report that got everyone excited prior to the budget. So everyone got really excited on capital gains. Um, but right now, capital gains is 18%. If you if you sell your own home, uh, sorry, not own home, because there's no capital gains on your own home. If you sell a property that's like your second home, but that's in your personal name, that's owned in your name, um, it's 18% if you're a lower rate taxpayer, 28%. Now, with just with the way that corporation tax is going and the fact that this was not announced in this budget if you are looking to sell i think that it is the time to sell especially because the market is hot and um i think what the government's done well this is my opinion i believe the government has manipulated the market in a way to get house prices going up um by doing all of these things and by you know uh, introducing 95 percent mortgages and um increasing the stamp duty and then doing the staggered stamp duty um extension for properties up to 250,000. Um, so house prices will continue to go up, right? Now, although affordability is still the same, but it gives people the idea that they've got more money in their pocket, even though that we haven't, um, or it's been the same. So I think it's really, really interesting that the government like kept capital gains. Well, I, I can understand why they did, because if you increase capital gains, people would just wouldn't sell. And they want that fluidity. In the market and so if you are look, looking to sell sell now look at selling um you know quickly well like really as soon as possible whilst you can make the most of this ca- uh, stamp duty extension allowance um but yeah i think that uh it's interesting times and capital gains probably might increase in the next few years interesting interesting postulations right uh at spot the day on instagram by the way if people don't know any other comments or should we round off um, that's it from me. Finally, just want a little cheeky one because 
I think Rishi started with this. I'd have to rewatch the budget. He started with a hundred million pound fund for HMRC to have a thousand pound investigators. So it sounds like a scare tactic <laughs> because there are, as you know, there will be loads of people that will like, you know, make well t- have been t- uh, taken advantage of furlough, furlough or taken these grants when they shouldn't have. And uh, whether it's a scare tactic or it's a fact, like well, they already start. Well, I think the government paid for some Facebook ads because I saw like something about bailiffs on maybe it was like Channel Four where they were going in and excuse me sir you've done furlough fraud and i saw something like that um on on the tv or on some advert or something so it's happening but i don't know spending this much money prosecuting people you, get, you may not get your money back it's like yeah i don't know you know like i think it was <laughs> there's no pgs there's no nothing just close a limited company and run away like people used to do in the 80s and 90s so the same shit's gonna happen so let's see let's see what happens um but yeah that's an interesting I it, point i think it was a scare tactic but to be honest like I think you should be careful. You shouldn't, if mm. someone's telling you and take, you know, giving you dumbass advice of take out bounce back loans and recovery and loans. There's plenty of dumbass advice about, I'll tell you that. <laughs> what, do, what did you say? There's plenty of dumbass advice. There about, is. And if, if you're getting advice, like take out these bounce back loans and C bills and recovery loans and all your limited companies, then don't pay them back. Like that viral video was like, that's horrible advice. That's awful. And if someone is advising you, you keep that person as far away as you from possible and you don't consume their advice, right? Because it's horrible. And like, we shouldn't be doing this. This is to help us. And we should take advantage of these schemes, but not like uh, take advantage in the most positive way for our businesses for these schemes, but not like, you know, utilize them and then go spend them on holiday and shit and, and buy new cars. Cause that's absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, that's it for me. I agree. Cool. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Tez Talks podcast. I hope this has been useful. Any questions, don't DM me. Please DM at Spot the Dave. Um, she will be happy to help. She's the um, the one who broke this all down for you. I've just been the interviewer. So, Davinda, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.